When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to the Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today we're going to be previewing the Tampa Bay Bucks game. Didn't record a podcast after the 49ers game. Didn't feel like it was necessary. Uh, I feel like everyone wanted to be done with that with that weekend. No one wanted to listen about what happened. Um, but quickly we can go over it. The Saints sucked. They lost. The defense showed me something and the offense completely flopped. Now, that was about it. <clears throat> For this week, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and probably the make-or-break point of the season. If you lose this game, your season's done, if it's not already done. If you win this game, you still have hope to win the division somehow. You still have hope. Uh, the Bucks would still need to lose another game, but then you'd be tied for first if you win this game. Uh, we'll have our bye week after this week, so that would be nice to have a little break. And then if they, if they can beat the Bucks, go into the bye, they get the, the Falcons right after the bye, so uh, at home. So they can make a little run at things, but uh, you got to beat this team first. We all remember what happened last time we played them. A lot of more situation with Mike Evans. Uh, very messy game. Very just a game you want to forget. A game they probably should have won. It felt like the playoff game just a few years ago where it just slipped out of your hands. It's not that they beat you, you beat yourself, and it was just brutal. Now, the key to this game will be, first off, having Marshall on the field, and we're going to talk about injuries in a second. But second off, we need to see that same defense we saw last weekend because that defense showed me some things that I haven't seen in a long time. I've seen promise from the D-line. I saw promise from uh, Kay Nelson again. The secondary played well. Uh, both corners looked good. Uh, I think Alante Taylor deserves another shot. Uh, in replace for Chris Harris, but I don't think he will get that because Chris Harris keeps finding a way on the field. But let's talk about this injury report. And I, I have hope for this game. I always do. I have hope for every Saints game. It doesn't matter if we haven't won a game or not. The injury report, if you haven't seen it, if you don't know how many players are on it, I want you to sit there, sit back and guess. Think of a number in your head. I'll give you a few, few seconds to think of a number just to guess how many Saints are labeled on the injury report. And yes, Pete Warner's on it. Um, there's players on it that, that won't play. There's players on it that will play. But just guess. Guess how many players. You got a number? If you don't know how many players are on this list and you guessed, I guarantee you're under. Because there are 15 Saints on this injury report. I'm going to read them off aloud right now. Bear with me. This will take a while. Josh Andrews' ankle limited. This is 
before I start, this is all just Thursday. They still have Friday, Saturday, and then their game status will come after that. JT Gray did not practice with a hamstring. Mark Ingram was limited with a foot injury. Juwan Johnson did not practice with an ankle. Jarvis Landry was limited with an ankle. Marshawn Lattimore abdomen. He was limited. He was back at practice for the first time. So, uh, well, he was a back at practice last week, but there's some hope that he can maybe play this week. Ryan Ramchek rest because he needs that, I guess. Malcolm Roach illness did not practice. Bradley Roby, who just got back on the field last week from IR, he did not practice due to concussion. He walked from the sideline. Rashid Shahid was limited with a back injury. Contavious Street did not practice with an illness. Peyton Turner did not practice with an ankle. Peyton Pete Warner returned to practice. He was limited with an ankle injury. Don't know if he'll be ready this week, but good to have him back on the field. Kevin White did not practice with an illness, and P.J. Williams did not practice with a knee. I'm done. That was a lot of names. And, of course, Jameis Winston's just hurt, but but not. And I, who knows? Who knows what's going on with that situation? But that's a long injury report. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter if you're playing the best team in the league or worst team in the league. You want to be healthy, and this is not a healthy team. But for the Bucks side of the injury report, it's looking a little bit better. I'm, I'm getting distracted here. Um, I'm just, I always have Twitter open during this just in case any news comes in when I'm talking on the podcast. And I've just lost my train of thought because this is breaking news. Antonio Brown's reportedly in a standoff with police. He has an arrest warrant for domestic battery. Brown is alleged to have guns in the house. Okay, um, that's something, and a former Bucks player, of course, former Tom Brady teammate, felt like that was relevant as it just passed my Twitter feed. Um, that guy needs help. Uh, but for the Bucks side of the injury report, a little bit shorter, still some, some key names for them. Cameron Brait with an illness did not practice. Mike Edwards with a hamstring did not practice. Vita Vea, that's a big one. He did not practice with a foot injury. Another big one, Antonio Winfield. Uh, we all remember him. Uh, he did not practice with an ankle. Tristan Worfs did not practice with an ankle. He also probably won't play in this game. I mean, he just got uh, kind of a br- gruesome injury, and he, he kind of avoided any major injury, which is good news for them. So, uh, But won't, probably won't see him in this game. Russell Gage was limited with a hamstring. Um, Luke Agodiki. Uh, was limited with a foot. Sean Murphy Bunting was limited with a, with a quadricep. Leonard Fournette was a full participant with a hip. He's missed uh, some time. and uh, We'll talk about that running back situation just in a second here. And Nick Levert was full participant with a shoulder. So a lot shorter. Uh, the Saints had a lot more did not practices and limiteds in the Bucks. Uh, not that it's a competition. But um, the biggest one for the Bucks is Leonard Fournette is full participant. Getting him back 100% will be key for them. But they've been kind of riding the shoulders of uh, Rashid White. And a young running back is not something you're used to seeing in a Bucks offense, let alone a Tom Brady offense. So that's it's, it's new. And for fantasy people out there, this is a guy that was a hot commodity here for a little bit. And they'll continue to ride his shoulders. He's been kind of good in the pass game, kind of good in the running game. So, um, you know, he's not going to be anyone like an Alvin Kamara, but he's still good enough to go out there and have Tom Brady's trust. And uh, he's been productive this year. So that'll be interesting to see how they use him and Leonard in this game. I, I would assume they want to try to run the ball against us. Um, they're 
Tom Brady will have his throws where he's throwing it deep. He'll have his throws where he's just targeting Mike and hopefully he can get a reception on Marshall Lattimore. Um, he's had his number recently. We all remember what happened last time. And I still can't believe that that just kind of got thrown under the rug after that game. The, the, the thing Mike Evans did to Marshall and it just doesn't belong in football. I don't care if you're a Bucks reporter, Saints reporter, if just a fan of the sport, if you think that's soft, I, I don't, I don't really know what to say because that goes beyond the football field. That just goes to respect of the game, respect of another person. Doesn't matter what color jersey they're wearing. Doesn't matter if you like them or not. You just can't just go domestically assault someone on a football field when they're not paying attention. And just in my in, in my situations, I'd rather um, tap Marshall on the shoulder, have him turn around, and go at him face to face, like a, like a real man, like a real man would. So um, this is going to be a very fun game. I always love playing this team. There's always some some um, chirping going on. I would, would have loved to have C.J. Garner Johnson this season, and he just kind of made this matchup that more that much more fun because he just found a way to get in those guys' heads, and just not having him on the field just hasn't worked out. Um, all offseason we talked about the depth of this that secondary, the depth of uh, every position in the, in the defense, and then we're out here playing Chris Harris Jr., a 33-year-old veteran who's just getting – in a, in a respectful way, toasted every single week. Um, Alante Taylor, the young rookie that we all love, got an interception taken off the board last week because of Chris Harris. And whether it was a soft call or not, he's grabbing someone unnecessarily. Uh, he's getting burnt. And then he's getting late flags as well. So, opinion aside, that was a bad decision. That, that, that whole C.J. Gunner-Johnson thing, we will need to revisit that in the offseason, but that was not the right decision. Uh, overall, I, we miss him. He's been really good in Philly. A uh, lot, lot of decisions this offseason came back to bite us, but nonetheless, we have to play this week. And it, we don't just have to play this week. We have to play a Monday night football. Primetime games this year have been scary. They've been not the best outcomes in our favor and I, I miss that because I used to love primetime games out there were Drew and Sean Marcus Colston uh, Mike Thomas uh, we had you know Reggie Bush like there there was some prime years where we just had some ballers on the field every single weekend and primetime was uh, kind of a hot commodity for the Saints I feel like we were in a primetime a decent amount just you know this past decade and that was like a really, really exciting thing. Like you get to show off to the whole world what your team looks like, what what your players look like. And now I'm like hiding from the primetime scene. Like I do not want to play in a Monday Night Football. I want to play in 10 a.m. I want to. I want this game to be hidden. Um, but maybe this will light something under this team that we haven't seen yet. Because every time we've played in primetime this year, it hasn't been a good outcome. And the most recent one with the Cardinals, that was miserable. I had too many people text me from work, from you know Twitter, from personal life that uh, let, let me know how that game went. And I, I knew very well how it was going to go and how it did go. So hopefully, you know, you got Tom Brady. You're going to Tampa. You're the underdog. You got a lot to prove. You're on Monday Night Football. Hopefully they can show up, ball out, and get this season 
back on the rails, not even on track. Just put them, get the train close to the rails and try and push it back on the rails. It's going to be a tough test for them. We know how the Bucks season went. It would have been really, really nice. Uh, and we talked about this all off season long that this NFC is not as strong as everyone thinks it is. It's going to be weak in some situations. The NFC South is up for grabs and it turned out the exact way that we wanted it to. And then the Saints just don't have the season we all imagine and hope for, which is which is frustrating. It's like every year that we were top contenders in the NFL, there was always someone else. There was always that 1A, 1B, and we were always the 1B. This year, you know, there's the Eagles, there's the Vikings. The Bills have been good, but they've lost games they shouldn't. The Chiefs have been, of course, really good, but nothing impeccable. Uh, this feels like a year where... The Saints, a good Saints team could have made a run. And if you don't win this game, you you lose another game on your schedule. It's a race to the offseason. I mean, at, at this point, you're just hoping for the offseason to come as fast as you possibly can. And then that's when the real conversations are happening. Do, does Sean Payton come back? Do we get picks for him? Um, is the quarterback of next year on the roster currently? Are they going to roll Jameis, Andy, or even Taysom at quarterback next year? If not, what's the next option? Who are you going to look for? What's the draft going to look like? What's Are you going to get rid of players that didn't perform? Or are you going to try and sign someone? There's going to be so many questions this offseason just because what we've seen this year has been pretty miserable. And I didn't even mention Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen will be a question as well. I don't think he gets fired. I don't think you can fire him. This It's not going to be a good destination. Um next year if you fire Dennis Allen no one's going to want to come here we don't have any picks we don't have a quarterback we don't have any money it's a really really tough situation so because of all this I just want to keep winning just keep winning keep showing us something and that 49ers game that was a complete flop throw it out the window frustrating because you could have won that one if a couple offensive things went your way you probably go home with a 17-13 win if Willow hits his kick if Juwan Johnson catches a touchdown, if Kamara doesn't fumble, you're you're going home five and six, tied in the in the in the NFC South, and you have hope for the season. So forget that game, move on. You gotta just copy and paste that defensive performance. You gotta play great on the defensive line. Their O line's banged up. It's been banged up all year. It hasn't been a strong point for them. Um, Brady's been. Brady, he hasn't been the MVP candidate, hasn't been awful. So it's going to be a really interesting game. It doesn't matter what the record is. It also doesn't matter what our record is. We're going to get each team's probably best performance we've seen in a couple weeks. They know the opponent. They know the outcome. They know how important this game is, and it's in prime time. So they're going to get each team's best performance. Can the Saints win this one? I sure hope so. Before we wrap up the show, just want to say thank you to everyone that's been tuning in. Been dealing with a tough cold these past few weeks, so it's been tough to get the episodes out um, and have length to them. I'm sure you guys could tell my voice, but getting them out now, back to full strength. Um, I'm not in, on the injury report anymore. Um, the Saints have been pretty miserable to talk about, and they've been pretty miserable to listen to. And you know, I'm one of the many people who just want to sit there after a game, and listen to Nick Underhill, and see what he has to say. Um, you know, there's other opinions out there. I love listening to Nick. 
but thank you to everyone who's been tuning into these shows. Been a tough year. It's going to be the interesting rest of the year. Going to be interesting off season, and we'll be covering it all here on the Counter Chronicles podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys' love and support, and I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? 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 Who